0: welcome aboard the passport to manifest podcast this is your captain melanie garris speaking fasten your seat belts as i take you on a journey through some big mindset shifts and deep dive into all things manifestation and spirituality if you are someone who loves to travel dreams of a life with more freedom fun and wealth this podcast is your passport to manifest it all Hi, welcome back to the Passport to Manifest podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to my fellow high achievers out there. You know, if you are an achiever, because you probably, proudly identify as one. Some common traits of the achiever type person are you love setting a goal and going after it. That is like something that just sets your soul on fire um you love awards you um put value on titles and rankings maybe those mean a lot to you you want people to celebrate your achievements and you seek recognition and the reason why we are talking about this today is because as usual i'm gonna share my story with you because i myself i am one of these people i am an achiever And while that sounds like a good thing, which it it certainly can be, it also has big shadow aspects if we aren't careful and if we aren't aware of them. And so I'm going to talk about what those are uh, because I definitely experienced them, how it affected me for years and what I did to shift it. So I was more of a healthy achiever and not one that put an extreme amount of pressure on myself or that burnt out or, you know, that was super hard on myself that, I don't know, insert consequence here. There is a really good chance that if you are listening to this episode, you are going to be able to relate to some of the things that I'm going to share with you because I feel like the people who are here have big dreams and goals and you are probably actively working towards making them a reality, hence why you are listening to this podcast, because there's some good advice here, not to toot my own horn, but there's some good advice um, regarding on how to make those dreams a reality and how to make sure that, you know, you don't give up and that you keep going and reframe any um, negative situation, any failures, any doors closed along the way. Um, So, Let's get into it. So if you look back at my journals from like a year ago or two years ago, one of the things that I wrote the most, um, that I was trying to process on my journal was this feeling that I hadn't done enough, whether it was in one day or the week or the whole month. And I would try to convince myself, um, uh, because the only tool I have at the time was, um, Reframing, So I was like, well, I mean, how can I look at how I actually was productive, how I actually did accomplish things? So I would try to convince myself that I actually was um, producing as much as I wanted or that I was achieving things because, again, this is like this inner need, right? And this episode isn't going to tell you how to fix it because if you have that need to achieve, um, you're going to have to work with it. And I'm going to show you how. So clearly writing about it after the fact never really worked because I found myself going back to my journal again and being like, I feel like I didn't do enough today, blah, 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 and then kind of going to the spiral. So as I mentioned earlier, there are shadow aspects to being an achiever. And one of those is being extra hard on yourself to the point of self-punishment. So for example, not participating in something fun um, simply because you feel that you haven't earned it. Like today, you didn't do enough to, you know, relax and just watch TV or maybe go out with your friends or whatever, or have a dinner with your partner. Yeah, crazy things like that. Like we will literally um, punish ourselves. And something that goes... Uh, Along with that is feeling like you have to prove yourself to earn your desires, and also seeking external approval. So for me, what that looked like was seeking the approval of my parents. Not for my every behavior, but for major life decisions, um, especially career-related ones. Um, even if I was, part of me was doing what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't pursuing what they wanted me to. After the age of 25, I, I decided I wanted to, you know, pursue something that gave me certain kinds of freedoms. And so I went for that. And I wasn't necessarily doing, like, exactly, like, for example, what my mom wanted, which she had this very safe mentality of having a, you know, nine-to-five job that gives you, like, benefits and stuff like that, and I did not have that as a real estate agent basically had my own business, no insurance, um, nothing that was like, that felt safe for her. So I, even though I didn't have the approval of her initially for that job, um, what I was seeking approval of was like my day weekly, monthly. I, every time I spoke to her or either one of my parents, um, there was a part of me that felt like I needed to update them uh, with some sort of accomplishment. Like oh, you know, things are getting better and better. And now I'm getting more clients and things are looking up. And when they would, you know, celebrate that, it felt really, really good. And I always was seeking that external approval. Um, And when I didn't have anything to share on a call, like no updates, no nothing to celebrate, um, it would frustrate me. And I would feel some sort of resentment, but I didn't understand it back then. I, it it showed up in the, in a form of just being irritated on a call and not understanding why. Like I was like, I literally don't know why I just get annoyed with when I'm on the phone with my parents. Um, so it's not until way after like years after that I, I realized like where it was coming from so many, um, unhealed things. So I, just recently i think it was last year i realized that i had always um valued myself my worth um based on what my parents thought about me and i knew that i had become a high achiever because when i was from the from the age of like i don't know elementary school um, my mom had very, very high standards for me and it was all with good intention. Like I now understand that and I know that it wasn't done in a mean way. It was, you know, she she wanted the best for me and she thought that what she was doing was the best, um, which was being really like strict um, and hard on me and to make sure that I got, like, the best grades possible, um, you know, to make sure that I aced every test and every quiz and, like, did the best projects. Um, so there was a lot of pressure, right, from external pressure coming from that. And I, as a little girl and then growing up, I mean, I, I cared about getting good grades, because it simply pleased my parents it wasn't obviously when I was little you know we don't understand that if you get good grades then you know that could affect like the school that you'll go to in the future and your job like no <laughs> we simply do it to please our parents um so so That is why, you know, I did it and it just kind of became my nature. Because we don't really think about the why we do things, right, when we're little. And even in adulthood, a lot of times, unless you take the time to become self-aware and really ask yourself why you are the way that you are and why you do what you do and get to know yourself at a deep level, um, you don't understand this, right, until that moment. So looking back now, I, I understand why I did it. I understand why, um, achieving became this thing I needed to do. Um, and, it, and once realizing that, you know, I didn't decide, well, I'm going to stop achieving altogether. Cause I still love it. <laughs> I still, am going to set big goals and dreams and that's just the person that I am. Um, but I knew a couple things. One, I was going to have to heal uh, the relationship or the bond between my parents and I. Um, Other than that, there was other things um, in our relationship that were there that were never talked about, that were never... You know, we never had conversations about it to gain more understanding and see see the perspective of the other person. and um, we never had that kind of like adult interaction, healthy adult interaction that you would hope to have from from anyone you have a relationship with. Um, so, It was very hard i struggled a lot a lot of times because the more i learned about how like the issues that i had came from you know childhood and how i was raised uh the more like aware i became of of where my anger and my irritation came from when i was having conversations with them on the phone and so i also became more angry um And it all kind kind of came to like this big blow up, um, which I talk about on the episode about cacao. I think it's number 12. I'm not sure, but you'll see the cacao title on it. Um, this was specifically a blow up with uh, my mom because I had just always felt like nothing I did was ever good enough for her. Um, because Yes, she had these high standards for me, but my the things that I wanted to celebrate weren't always things that she felt were, were worth celebrating. So for example, uh, me having this big dream of wanting to live in a city like Washington, D.C. Uh, did not feel exciting for her because she was getting these messages from people that D.C. was a very unsafe place, blah, blah, blah. And so she tried to convince me not to want to live there. Um, and then, like, fast forward a few months later. I mean, these these were ki- things that kept happening, but it's just, these are just the two examples I can think of. The other example was, um, and one of the things that led to that ultimate blow-up was that one of my big accomplishments and things that I was the most proud of was being able to move to another city, move out of the place that I was living in and that was like sucking my soul <laughs> for like five years, and move to this bigger city that gave me like the feelings and the vibes that I was looking for, and I lived in I might mean, still live in a beautiful apartment that is like riverfront, and it was just a huge manifestation. Um, I also have an episode about this. I it's called how I manifested my um dream apartment part one and um yeah so this news was received with like you know comments of doubt and not they were not celebrated at the same level that you know my husband was celebrating that I was celebrating and it was just very upsetting and so it felt like this belief I had that you know nothing's ever good enough for you it just kept like affirming itself so anyways as you'll hear on that cacao episode this conflict and resulted in not speaking for months i can't even remember how many um but eventually my heart softened and i was able to forgive which is the biggest part of it forgive for absol- for everything everything that i could think of um for not being you know the the ideal parent that I would have wanted for not giving me those ideal reactions that I would have wanted, and just letting go and releasing and not trying to you know change the person by telling them what's wrong with them because <laughs> that's not how that's not how things work, and so and s- since I know I wasn't able to do that, what I did instead was just look at things from a very compassionate place, which was very hard. Um, to to switch to compassion, you know, because we are proud and we want to, you know, still be like, no, but that person has to, you know, fix themselves. Um, so it, it took a while for me to shift into compassion and that helped me open up my heart and reach out and heal the relationship. Um, you know, heal it more than it was before. It's not perfect today. Um, but it is better than it was. And I also had to accept that it wasn't up to her or anyone to make me feel a certain way. It was all up to me. Like I am fully responsible for how I feel and I am the only one who can make myself feel good enough and like I am doing enough and I can make myself the most proud. So the other half of the equation was reparenting myself. If you've not heard of what reparenting is, basically is it's treating yourself how ideally you would have loved your parents to treat you. The ideal reactions that you would have wanted from them, the ideal treatments that you would have wanted from like, think of a dream parent. That is how, you, how we need to treat ourselves. I remember I was listening to a podcast one day where this girl told a story of, I think she was trying to decide um, whether to do something or not, and she shared it with her mom, and it was a risky thing, and her mom, uh, you know, was fearful that it wouldn't work, and maybe wasn't, you know, on board with uh, her daughter going ahead and doing it anyway, but she did do it anyway, and it ended up not working out, it ended up being, you know, going wrong, and when she showed up to see her mom, um, you know, she had this look of like, you know, this just went wrong, and instead of being like, you know, I told you so, how could you do this, blah blah blah, and you know, punish, or rub it in her face, instead, immediately her mom, like, showed up with this energy of, oh, honey, it's all right. Let me put the kettle on. We'll sit down and talk about it. And just with this, like, warmth and this unconditional love. And so that really stood out to me because I was like, that is exactly how my dream parent would react. And here's the cool thing. I can be my own dream parent. You know how when people have kids, um... It's like everybody knows that they end up having a moment where they realize that they are just like their parents, like the same, either just like their mom or just like their dad, and the way that they're disciplining their kids or the automatic um, way that they do it. It's not like that they want to, it's not that they do it intentionally, but it's just what you know and it's within you. And I, even I noticed that when I first got my dogs uh the first couple years of their life like i had the same you know tendencies to say the same things and have that same energy that my mom had when she was disciplining me and here's the thing we all have an inner child i think there's actually um a trend going on right now where it says you know when i'm being harsh with myself and when i'm you know saying all these negative things to myself about myself um I'm actually saying those things too and then it shifts over to like a baby picture of that person and it's 100% true. When we are being super critical and super harsh with ourselves uh we are doing that to our inner child too and they don't deserve that um they deserve that ideal dream parent love like unconditional love energy right that we that they deeply desired and so why not give ourselves that so it is going to take practice but i challenge you next time that you find yourself having a day off uh, not a day off, an off day or a off week, an off month, and maybe you are being harsh to yourself about it. I challenge you to notice it first, and then ask yourself, like, what would your dream parent be saying to you instead? What would that unconditional love be like? Right? Maybe it's something like, "Honey, it's okay. You are doing so good." I still love you so much. I support you and I believe in you more than anyone else. How beautiful does that feel instead of, you know, the usual shit that we say to ourselves. Um, So that has been huge. And along with that, to give my inner child that sense of constant accomplishment that she loves to have. One of the things that I've been doing since January of this year of 2022 is every weekend I have a journal like dedicated to this every weekend I will write at the top you know like first week of January celebrations or wins or I usually will say achievement celebrations or wins because like you know to get that little achiever part of myself satisfied and um I usually will draw something like a little trophy because you know as an achiever, I love those things. I love the awards. Um, Maybe a little medal, maybe something that says, like, you're number one. You remember, like, those stickers that um, the teachers used to give out, like, at least in my elementary school in the 90s? There were, like, these little round stickers that said, like, 100%, you're amazing, keep up the good work, like, something super encouraging, right? That is, like, what my inner child lives for. So, ideally I would put stickers on it but I don't have any so I just kind of draw it (laughs) and then I will write like everything that I can think of that I'm proud that I did that week so it doesn't necessarily have to be an accomplishment you know like I gained a thousand followers this week like something huge you know it could be like you know what I'm proud that I sent out like five emails to pitch brands uh for a collaboration like that's a big deal that's something to celebrate right or i am proud and celebrating that i went a whole day feeling nothing but good feelings and positive thoughts And of course, yes, I will celebrate like the actual, you know, wins and the numbers um, that I'm keeping track of, like on Instagram, on the podcast or whatever, money. Uh, But you also want to celebrate those little wins because it will look, you'll realize, um, it will look like you, you actually have done a ton. Like that week you accomplished so much. It's really cool because i like i literally do it every single week i don't miss any week if i forgot to do it on a certain weekend i will do it like that next monday or tuesday whatever like i'll make up for it i'll look at the calendar and be like what was i doing this that week and just try to remember as much as i can because i want to have this to look back on. um, So that if I'm ever experiencing what I feel is a slow time period, um, and I'm feeling like maybe nothing's moving forward, I can always look back at those previous weeks and even just a few months ago, and be like, holy shit, like I've actually I've shifted so much. Like I've actually accomplished so much since then. I'm doing so freaking good, and I actually have the proof. Like it's not like I'm just telling myself I'm doing good. I literally have it written in front of me. I literally have tracked all of it. That is my favorite way to, um, to like keep my inner achieving child happy and i'm probably gonna do maybe like when i promote this episode i'll do like a little reel on stories showing you like how i've tracked like every single week since january um and how like the winds keep they keep evolving too because when i started in january it was a time period of my life when i was starting all over like from well what i felt was zero And, you know, I had to really find, like, the little things to celebrate at a time where I was kind of sad that I was, you know, not where I wanted to be and I had to start all over from scratch. Um, But yeah, yeah, this, I highly, highly recommend this activity. It is seriously so freaking worth it. I know it, if it feels like something else that you gotta do, um, it shouldn't. It should be, like, one of the most important things for you to um, make sure you get done, especially if you are an achiever, especially if you resonated with this episode, okay? So I hope that this conversation was helpful to you in some way and that, you know, something resonated with you and you have something to carry away from this episode, just like I did from that one podcast episode that I listened to with like the mom and the, the that unconditional love she had for her for her daughter, um, and I took that with me to repair it myself. So I hope that some of what you heard today will help you become a healthy achiever. And if you enjoy this episode and you did find it helpful, I would love it if you would leave a review below letting me know. Or you can share this episode on Instagram. It seriously makes my day when you guys do that. I love and appreciate you all so much. Thank you for tuning in today. I will see you on the next episode.